Concepts for Living. Welcome to Concepts for Living. Concepts for Living. This service is coming to you from the Chapel of the Anointing. Concepts for Living can change your life today. Hi, and welcome to Concepts for Living. Biblical principles for contemporary living. I believe that God's going to speak to you today through this message. It's a message concerning a rather provocative question. And it's simply this. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Stay tuned. And we're going to respond to that question. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe, of Gordon, that's King James, and in the New English Version, said, when you believe? Oh, my. That brings me to my first point, the implications of the question. The implications. How did you become a believer? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Or did you get it when you believe? <laughs> no, we were baptized in John's name. John's baptism. John's name. It does not give you foundation to develop a doctrine that says you only baptize in Jesus' name. Not God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. So a whole movement has been established on that. Some of y'all look at me right now, you know I'm right. It wasn't about that. It was about the fact that they were named, they were baptized in John's name. And true Christianity is not through the baptism of John, but Jesus the Christ. So Paul takes them and he baptizes them. Am I in the book? In Jesus' name. <laughs> That's so clear to me. But when people back me up against the wall and say, yeah, I heard you the other day. I baptized you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. But, but that's what Jesus said. Because when Jesus was giving his disciples directive to function in his absence, that's what he said. Go, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. I tell you one thing, I'm going to keep doing it. And I feel no condemnation about it. You can be your doctrine on it if you want to. I understand it. He was just straightening out the name in which they were being baptized in. That's a point for praise and nobody needs. People are confused on that subject. They really are. The implications is that we have more than just an introduction. There's more than just repenting of your sins. <laughs> when you commit your life to Christ, 
You then step into the realm of possibilities through the power of the Holy Ghost. But the Holy Ghost cannot operate in you unless you have accepted an experience of baptism in Him. So notice what's happening here. The implication is that there's more to it. Look at somebody and say, there's more to it. There's more to it than confessing your sins. There's more to it than regular worship. There's more to it than being on the choir. More to it than being on the instruments. More to it than walking around with your Bible up under your arm. There's more thing to... Step back. Even God knew that. When he created. Nothing moved. Until the Holy Spirit. We got a lot of folk that have commitment. Genuine commitment. But you've never experienced the power. Of the Holy Ghost. To start operating in your life. Moving things. Sanctioning things. When he the spirit of truth has come. He will lead you and guide you into all truth. But when the Holy Ghost comes. He's going to empower you. It's one thing to have intellectual power. Financial power. But wait a minute. There's another level of power. Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost power supersedes every power. You need him. I need him. I confess it. I can't do anything without him. I will be one person who can honestly say I repented of my sins and that's it. I go to church regularly, I read the Bible regularly, I try to live right, I try to have a moral life and standard that will be acceptable. But wait a minute, where's your power? You only have the power source of God when you have the Holy Ghost operating in your life. God so loved. Jesus so died. The Holy Ghost so empowers. You don't have to have a degree on your wall. But if you got him. He'll lead you and guide you. It's all true. John put it another way. John said that when you have the Holy Ghost operating in your life, he said you have the unction to function at the junction of every situation in your life. The three points for this message. Number one, the implication. Number two, the impartation. And number three, The imponderable. The imponderable. Rather difficult.
to figure out. And yet somehow it is true that when we have the Holy Spirit operating in our lives, we find different levels of capabilities. Stay tuned and be blessed. Implication, impartation, and the imponderable. Say, implications. Implication suggests an impartation. The impartation. The impartation. That is to give, to share, to impart. <laughs> On the day of Pentecost, when they were there, they didn't know what to expect. Just wait. And when? Acts chapter 2. The day of Pentecost had fully come. The 50th day. There was a sound from the temple. No, it wasn't. A sound from heaven. As of a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. And filled them to the point that they began to speak in glosso or glossolalia. Unknown tongues. Supernatural. Because they were all there. Watch this. On one accord. In one place. That's a big achievement. Especially when you got people. One accord. In one place. Genesis 11. The reason why they were able to build a tower that reached up. Tower of Babel. When God saw it, he said, oh my God. Oh, oh. We can't have this. We can't have this. He said, because, because the people is one. Don't bother my grandma. I know you're going to say, ah. The people is what? The people is one because the people is. They already are one. When the Bible says that two cannot walk together except they be. 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 I didn't say come into agreement. Get into agreement. They bees in agreement. So that when you come alongside, you're already in agreement. Our problem is that we have people who are not in agreement. But if they ever could get into agreement, nothing will be restrained to them. Genesis chapter 11. Read it for yourself. And when that happened, it let God know, know what our potential is. Hmm? 
when the day of Pentecost came, only Jews were there, sent by Jesus. Now, there were others in the city from other places. But the ones who were sent to the upper room were all Jews. And if we're not careful, we can get the impression that we're so special that nobody else has it. But how that going to work when the Bible said God so loved the So now, while they are there, they receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Are y'all with me? And they receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But wait a minute now. It isn't long before Peter is on a rooftop in Acts chapter 10. And while he's up there, he gets a vision. And the business of a sheep coming down out of heaven. And in it, he's got every kind of animal in there. Pigs were in there. And then he says, rise, Peter, slay and eat. And Peter said, oh, Lord, Lord, I can't do that because I don't eat pork. Pigs in there. Don't call what I've created unclean. The sheet coming down represented everybody. Because God's getting some ready to bring somebody else in. So in Acts chapter 10, Peter responds to a request that comes from the Gentile world. Come from Ruth Ann's people's house. The Cornelius's. Cornelius' house. And the news is that go get Peter. Send for him. Long story short, Peter comes. And when Peter arrives, he, retell, he recounts his experience on the rooftop. And now he's there. And it isn't long because he understands why he's there. Because wait a minute now, they just had the baptism of the Holy Ghost. On the, on the day of Pentecost, now he's in a gentle person's house. Because God's bringing somebody else in. I want to say he's going to bring somebody else in this morning. Because that's the way he is. He is inclusive. And so, he's there talking to Cornelius, who knew nothing about all that stuff. And the Bible says, and while Peter was talking to Cornelius, the Spirit or the Holy Ghost fell on Cornelius and his house. Every house needs the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now the Gentiles are receiving it. So that's Gentile and Jew. And by the way, that's the only two categories. Everybody, regardless of your nationality, that's not a Jew, it's a Gentile. 
But the Jews ain't the only one got it. Thank God. Just a little space for us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The methodology may change, but the message never changes. The methodology, the, met, the methodology may change, I said. But the experience will be the same. They receive the Holy Ghost. And, watch this now, they didn't do like they did on the day of Pentecost. They were not there on the day of Pentecost, but the same Holy Ghost that was at Pentecost is in their house. Yes. Say a personal visit. A personal visit. He'll give you a personal visit. Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, he will do, give you a personal visit. They were all baptized. They were not up there. They didn't go there because Jesus sent them up there. No. But they received the same Holy Ghost. Now watch this. And they spake. And you know why? Because we still, in our nice, dressed up Sunday best, have our peculiarities that we need to get worked on. And that is, God, had he, watch this now, let them receive the Holy Ghost, but not speak in Glossolalia. Then the Jews could say, yeah, but they didn't get it like we got it. They didn't get the full thing like we got it. <laughs> but the same thing happened. They not only spoke, but they prophesied. That is prophetio, foretelling of future things. God will give you instantaneous knowledge by the Holy Ghost. He'll give you instantaneous direction by the Holy Ghost. He will give you an enablement instantly by the Holy Ghost. He will authenticate the experience that others genuinely have had, verifying your genuine experience. <laughs> Jesus put it this way. He said, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your heavenly Father will give the gift of the Holy Ghost to them that ask him? Did you get that? How much more? St. Luke chapter 11, by the way. Verse 13. St. Luke chapter 11, verse 3. If ye being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Ghost to them that ask him? Yes. How am I going to get it? Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. God stands ready right now. This is more than just another sermon. This is a message straight from the courtroom of heaven. 
that says it's time for you to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost so you can be anointed with power. Well, we trust that you have been blessed, that you've been informed and inspired. Inspired with fresh awareness of the need of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So until next time, when I shall come to you with more biblical principles for contemporary living, may God bless you and yours. Concepts to living. Concepts to living.